first of all, thanks for coming on this podcast, which is the first ever creative program. <laughs> the first ever creative process podcast, which is probably going to get renamed, especially now that I've just messed it up the first it. time around. Fluffed but it. I just thought, oh, better than for a first guest than, you know, someone who I waffle on with for hours on end on pretty much every single day just to talk about your creative process and how you work. So give an introduction to yourself. Long or short version? Whatever you want. I'll, I'm going to chop it all I'm out I'm just anyway. going to go for it. So, yeah, so I'm Dan Rose, as you would know. Um, I am founder and creative director at Awesome. I've been working, well, I've been running Awesome since 2016, uh, which is my first business I've got. I've been in the industry for about... 16, 17 years, just on cusp of that now, as designer, predominantly is what I wanted to be, graphic designer, uh, but I've, I've had a camera in my hand since a very young age, so I've always done photography, I've worked in both capacities, kind of had like freelance ventures in the past for doing freelance photography clients, freelance design clients, and then I've kind of been able to offer that as a more service package in an agency format, we're awesome. Um, now it's a little team of four of us. Um, isn't it weird that you forget how you talk about a company <laughs> when someone says, tell me about it, and it's been recorded? It's like when someone tell, tells you, like, or asks you, what's your role? Yeah. And especially when you're, like, director of a, a company or, like, an agency, you just think, well, what is my official role? I'm not even giving myself an official title yet. The best one is what your kid's called. Um, um, yeah. When you say that, they just go, oh, really? Yeah, I got caught <laughs> out the other day on a birthday as well for the first time. I'm like, oh, I don't really have an I've only got two. Yeah, it's, I know. It's it's one of those where you, I think you second, I always think, you second guess what you're going to answer because you don't want to say the wrong thing, which mm-hmm. is what I've done now. So I've kind of, I've waffled a bit so I can carry on. No, that's all good. But I do know. That's my like job. my entire life experience. That's why I was so <laughs> tragic at school is because uh, like second guessing everything, like basic questions. We just don't want to get it wrong. Exactly. You know, this is a nice quality to have. But yeah, speaking of not getting it wrong, I'm, this is like a segue but yeah, let's talk about let's talk about your creative process. And I want to talk to you specifically about like uh, collaboration, basically, that mm-hmm. collaboration angle. Just because, given a bit of context between Kin and Awesome, there's been quite quite a bit of collaboration. Probably not as many projects as I think, but we do we've done so much like over time mm-hmm. and like some key projects that you know that's probably. That's probably worth mentioning, you know, between between Kin and Awesome, a big project we had back end of last year was for the Tech Summit, which was a really interesting one where we... Uh, IMAX time. Yeah, we got to screen our movies in an IMAX theatre, which was pretty pretty, cool. pretty crazy, fun. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's definitely a highlight for me, not, not least because it, it sounds cool and you're just like, yeah, I've had some, some videos screened in IMAX, but it was genuinely like a really good experience just seeing how how that worked behind the scenes and stuff. And then, you know, as is typical for video projects like that, you know, it, it, the behind the scenes on that was run very well, but we mm. still, regardless, had like a short space of time to put everything together. So we basically had to crack everything in half and be like, right, who's shooting what? Who's editing what? How mm. are we going to deliver it? When are we going to deliver it? And then we're working with, you know, Laura from Be Animated, who's doing some visual assets on mm. that side, working at the people at Cineworld. We're trying to wrangle... All the different key players, like for well, these interviews mini, together, mini crew on it really, yeah, amongst a load of like separate entities. But we all had like, it, I think what we're good from our point. I'm sorry to interrupt, oh, you, but, but it's like 
I think because we were able to kind of drive a lot of that from like a production and post-production point, like we both shared like a very clear vision. Mm-hmm. And just in a short space of time, you can't go into that project and be like, oh, we can explore loads of stuff. You've got to be very succinct in your direction. This is how you get there. But what's what we're good is that we just went, let's <laughs> trust ourselves. Pretty mm-hmm. much what we've going against what we've just said about like kind of doubting your abilities. Yeah. Just going, this is going to be really good. This is safe pass, uh, safe path, but here's how we can kind of broaden out. And I think obviously you took bulk of that kind of filming process, which we got on production and going and doing those cases. Once we did a few together, we were like, yeah, we know how this is going to work mm-hmm. now. We know how to get best out of people where obviously what I could be doing is pulling in that post production going, yeah, let's get narrative in. I think yeah. because it just made that process easier because it, we were very much in tune with one another. Also made it a lot more enjoyable as well. Like the, mm. the project, you could objectively look at like the deliverables and the amount of stress involved and like logistics and stuff and just mm. think, oh, sounds like a nightmare. But we made it fun to work on, again, mm. collaborating with each other. And yeah, it helped that we divvied some stuff up, but it's just having fun with it and being like, we could have also played it really safe as well. This is where I'm, I'm tooting our horns, you know, for doing such a good job. But we could have played it really safe and been mm. like, well, considering considering timelines and then, you know, the nature of what it is, being a bit more corporate, just play it safe and just get something thrown together. But even then under that pressure, just having someone else to work with and like collaborate with was kind of like, yeah, let's just like, let's challenge ourselves a little bit and like, wouldn't it be cool mm. if we did this? And then, well, why not? We've well, we both got to step outside of our own comfort zones by learning each other's like workflow, yeah. which I think is, I mean, we've- On my lack of workflow. No, well, you, you say that, you've not got, You've I learned a lot from you in terms of like, especially from a production point of view, like your kind of direction with how you ask questions, with how you obviously like angle certain things. If you, When you were monitoring stuff, obviously I, I felt more like my duty on shoot, which I was really happy to do, my first AC, which mm-hmm. obviously anyone didn't know what that is, like assistant camera operator, I were quite happy to come in and make sure we like delivered those second shots where mm-hmm. I think you coming in, really knowing like I want wide, I want close shots and me being able to like, I mean, I'm used to running shoots. So mm-hmm. coming in and I think if I were to, if you went, do you know what? I'm stuck down. I could have switched. You could have done the other. I think mm-hmm. that was the, the nice thing we both had on project. Same as post. Obviously I kind of got excited going, I've got Liam's vision. If I'd have not been as in the loop with how, you wanted to kind of capture shots. I wouldn't have been thinking about, oh, we could edit this way. We're like, I would put titles in. Mm -hmm. You've been really focused on wide shots, allowed me to think, right, we'll go for massive, lovely, tall text that really gives you that super film cinematic look because we're going on IMAX. Mm -hmm. And when we both looked at that first shot, we're like, shots nailed, titles are nailed. Something that we've not had a chance to do for like a corporate film. Mm -hmm. But I think, as you said, that excitement factor were really good. And I think I learned a lot more about just different different shots that I wouldn't normally do. And that was nice because in reflection, I thought, oh, now nah, that's I've taken that forward from a collaboration. Mm-hmm. I've now embodied that in, yeah, I can do something a bit different. I, my natural style of filming is I'm very, I'm, a, I'm probably a bit more like a documentary filmmaker when I do stuff, very similar from a stills background. I like to be up close and personal and mm. really tell like a captivating story of, I mean, like now I'd be photographing you and trying to use like foreground subjects. And I've, I've because filmmaking came second to photography for me, I've always kind of shot in that style. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've, I've been a bit more open to saying, 
let's look at some wides, mm-hmm. you know, let's look at some old kind of film techniques. Like I always really admired your wide shots that you've done on set where you've just had I'm like, blushing <laughs> no, but it's, but it's, but it's, this is the whole point of collaboration. I think, um, you know, and I know we both learned stuff like when we're showing you editing stack, yeah. we had a massive yeah. deep dive into that. And mm-hmm. I know I'm really anal about having all my kind of files and layers all kind of labeled out in a certain yeah, way. Well, the, a lot of that, um, Pre-production and production process. Well, mm-hmm. I, I guess like post-production is as well from you diving into the editing side where I kind of, like, yeah, I've, I've not considered doing that mm-hmm. before. Like I've been, before working with you, I've been more, uh, less process driven and more just kind of gut feeling. Mm-hmm. And then, but when that translates into editing, you d- it's never really been a problem until you realise you could be doing something so much more efficiently. And then mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I've, I've got to take a look at that. That were quite nice to share that as much as like I'd come away saying, oh yeah, I've thought of different things about how I might shoot in the future, which I definitely, it's definitely changed from a collaboration. And that's mm-hmm. to me, one of the beautiful, sounds cheesy, but the beautiful things you can do when you collaborate with people is you learn something and being open to saying, yeah, do you know what? That this is, I'm going to learn something. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't agree with this. Like, um, and there is a culture regards if people say, well, it not exist as much anymore, but people are so like closed off and I'll say, oh, keep your cars close to your chest. We have all got as magic sauce what we do mm-hmm. and that's great and we don't have to share all that. But it's some things it's like, it's better to share. Like if we're going to be working together, yeah. surely we want to be working to a same benchmark and understanding. Yeah, do you know and what I mean? I think it's, that um, it's in relation to collaboration as well as like creative process, but... I think that speaks a lot to gatekeeping, mm. basically. Um, and like as a bit of context, obviously when I, when myself and Jordan first got Kin set up mm. it, in the other name, you know, talk about the rebrand. <laughs> but um, when we first got everything set up, you know, I'm, I'm looking to like stop working from home and then get back here to the DMC. Like, because I, I knew you bef- like prior to this, but not as well. Um, uh, because I'd not had that collaboration with many people in the past, or I'd just collaborated with people in a sense of, yeah, we're on the same set, or we're creating the same film, mm. or I'm working with someone from a marketing team. Not had that collaboration like on on a peer level. My first thought was, I better message Dan and just make sure like he's not going to be mad about the fact that I'm moving into this building. I, I nearly, I nearly did jokingly reply saying, yeah, don't ever turn up at the DMC. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say. <laughs> But it, it was just like a huge relief when you were just like pretty much like, well, why why would that even matter? And it, it, less than that, also like welcoming me in as well. And I've seen it from ev- everyone else, like uh, again, like plug for the DMC, but like every other um, business in here that's doing anything sort of like digital marketing wise, or, you know, uh, developers, mm-hmm. uh, other photographers and stuff like that, because there's a lot of creatives in this building is it is very collaborative, mm-hmm. but uh, which is a which is a good, like, good environment to be in, but yeah. So when when we first started like catching up and sharing stories and stuff like that, the collaboration then became like uh, sorry, going back to gatekeeping. Uh, we had a lot of conversations around business more mm-hmm. generally, which I think a lot of people again, like you said, hold the hold the cards close to the yeah. chest because they're like, well, I don't want to talk about this and that business opportunity or this mm. this new thing that I found that's working or more more so the things that are not working and the fact that things are a bit rough at the minute mm. um or just what's going off in the business and that, is that like a point which that is massively gatekept and I, as you said we we are super fortunate here that there's like a proper respectful level like 
you know, good news is great and good advice is fantastic. But most of us who get into creative businesses, like in the modern times mm. of us kind of, you know, creative setting up his own business. And it's so common now and it's becoming a much bigger thing, which it, which I think is wonderful. I'd rather see somebody go out on their own. It's like, you, if you've got the kind of drive and the guts to say, I'm going to give it a go, like, that's brilliant. But if you don't know what to do in a situation you've never come up against before, then what are you going to do? Google it. It's like, well, what kind of advice are you going to get? Unless if there's someone you trust in your, in, you know, as you said, your peers or your network. But I think like, that's something we have really got quite unique in here but in particular i think with us we like we both share a very similar outlook in terms of we want to do a hobby for his job which is obviously the the dream Mm -hmm. (laughs) the yorkshire dream (laughs) um we want to do that um but it's been respectful of seeing each of us like succeed. I think healthy competition is really good. Like I would much rather as a point back from that, I would much rather be bidding for projects. I don't know if you're bidding projects the right terms, but I'd rather be going in for a project and quoting for a project and and approaching like, you know, being in that, uh, the pool of agencies. That arena. Arena. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather be in that sphere with like companies that I rate respect Mm -hmm. and go like, do you know what? If, of course we want to win it mm-hmm. and not to stick two fingers up but of course you want to win certain products because you get excited we, that's natural how we work but if we ain't going to do it please be going to xyz because yeah. it's like you know that somebody's someone you know is going to really like relish it and it might sound like again corny to say it and you know i, I think when i've spoke to some people before there is there are people who will turn around and be like yeah of course you do because they're thinking you want to win the job. Mm-hmm. I run a business, you know, I'm not daft. I've got, I need to, you know, earn money to mm-hmm. keep keep it going. And sometimes, like, this year has been a really unprecedented year. But if you can trust people enough to say, healthy competition, but I've also got that, like, shared knowledge and trust, the two really powerful things you can do mm-hmm. to drive your business forward. As we said this year in particular, we didn't know what this year was going to look like. And I, I remember having a conversation in car park outside with mm-hmm. you, like, and the last year I said, we had, unfortunately, clients who were going to be impacted by the recession looming this year. That, for me, is concerning because we'd got work lined up, which all of a sudden might not be there. Fortunately, we've had a, you know, we're still here. We're having a good year mm-hmm. with no worries. But and my clients have, and I were concerned for my clients, but thinking, well, here they're projects that we've got, and you've got to switch into business mind. Mm-hmm. But being able to talk to a technically competitor, yes, we've got a good friendship level and good respect, but being able to speak to another business owner who you could be like, well, I'm Dan's direct competitor here. I'm getting loads of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's not what it were about. Yeah. It would have just been like, how are you getting on and checking in? Yeah. And we know, you know, it's that term about like the well-being and looking after each other. Mm-hmm. It's respecting it. And I, I think that's, yeah. if you can use that and rely on that, that's massive. And I think, more people are open to it. I get tons of people who will ask about advice on stuff that it's not what I'd expect to be talking to about. Mm. I'd be thinking, oh, you know, what, she, what design work you've done or what you've been filming this week. And they might be saying, I'm really struggling to recruit for a certain role. Mm-hmm. What have you done in this situation? Not a conversation. I'd expect somebody to care about my opinion on it. Mm-hmm. But I think, oh, well, why are they asking me? And then when you get into it, it's like you've, you've, people's vulnerability is a lot more open now and i think that's a really good thing it's a really mm-hmm. healthy thing that we need that's collaboration itself and it? it's like yeah 
can we help them achieve what they need to do totally different mm-hmm. to what our actual expertise are in we're all trying to run businesses and we're all doing a really good job which is good but i think that that's something that's been a massive uh yeah i think by thing. being that kind of person where you can be vulnerable <laughs> around people and, and communicate then you open up to that kind of collaboration and mm. that's where people feel comfortable like there's, there's nothing that i've said to you where i just think oh dan's gonna repeat that or it means anything to mm. him as like a competitor um because yeah that's when it is uh, people are afraid of being vulnerable about stuff because i th- i think you see it a lot on social media on linkedin and instagram and stuff like that when you follow we just like go back to filmmaking different accounts or I'm just, call them I'm just going to add as well. Yes. I've totally gone down a totally different path to what we were. That's fine. <laughs> you know me. I have no clue what we're doing here. So if, that's fine. If, if anybody who don't know, I'll no, you took it down a path, and I'm like, thank Dan's like taking it somewhere. <laughs> I've just riffed. I'm doing so that's fine. Um, but I've not even figured out if I want to do naughty words or not, and I've just done it. So yeah, but, me. but also if you beep it out, it does sound pretty cool. I I find the yeah. beeping even though we've totally gone off on a different tangent again. But bleeping stuff out, I still find is like, I find that quite humorous now because yeah. people are less offended by swear words. This is our generation. Well, I'm going to have to bleep it because this is going to go on LinkedIn and you know what LinkedIn's like. Yeah, so it'll bleep it for you. They'll be telling us off for having a casual conversation and not well, we've got to mar- talking to your competitor. We've, we've got, well, exactly. We'll have to blow my face out and put a more interesting voice on me. Um yeah, I do find it quite interesting with bleeps. Even if you're not swearing, just bleep. I feel like more people should bleep it like positive words as well. Just, just say something now and I'll bleep it. If you could hear what Dan just said, then you would absolutely want it bleeping. Um, but yeah, I think we've gone off a bit of a tangent. Yeah, just going back to gatekeeping, because my issue is you have different experiences with different people. Mm. And obviously I've had an experience with you and with other people where it's like, you know you can be open and honest with people. Mm. You can share certain things and you, you can kind of like give and receive. And then there's been instances with other people, particularly online, uh, when, you know, you might that people might be sharing the work and everyone just shares the best bits online, no matter what industry you're in. Mm. Um, and that makes sense. But, you know, you might reach out and be like, oh, great, that looks sick. Really interested to know, like, just how you approached, like, shooting that or how you got away with X, Y, and Z. And then either hearing nothing or even like more disrespectfully just being told like you know it's a secret and just like played mm. off with a wink and you just think why yeah why oh, why f- hold back and gatekeep stuff when it's just like if I'm, i think people are too scared to like not look professional and they'll be like let me make sure i show this bit of gear because it's expensive mm. uh and cut the best bits out of my project to show which you know we all do for mm. showreels and stuff and you don't want to be seen as someone who's on the same level as anyone else or that mm. this is really accessible. Like, I'm always open to, like, people ask me questions about uh, video filmmaking or whatever. I'm like, I'll answer them, but if it comes down to kit, I'm just not, like, that minded. I can't mm. recommend you. The amount of times that I'm sure you've had it where someone's like, I want I want the camera, what should I buy? It's got this, Use your iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> Use your iPhone, yeah. Exactly. I, I tend to find... That there's no, there's no kind of barrier in terms of like where I'll ask for advice. Obviously, you were saying before about there's been instances, even even passing work off. Like if there's something that's not our bag, mm-hmm. like obviously 
I like to think we can, as an agency, similar to you guys, we'll do pretty much anything that comes in front of us, which is in our sphere of work. If somebody yeah. says, can you build an house? I'll go, no, but I'm not a good builder. But if I know some, like, if we've got too much capacity, like taking up at any given time, and we have said, can we bring someone in, even if we can run a project, it's still trusting somebody enough. And like, as you were saying before, not being kind of scared to say to your competitor or somebody you can trust in your network going, there's a good opportunity. I mean, obviously I passed you that little filming job off a while back. I'm like, I can't yeah. do something you know, yeah, effectively, I'm giving a opportunity away, which could lead on to more stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a risky tech, but I'm like, I can't do it. I'd rather it be somebody else I know. Plus, I also know that, and I'm not to know, but you might think, I'm having a quiet month. Mm-hmm. I've got another buddy of mine who's a photographer, and occasionally, like, stuff's come in. Like weddings. I don't do weddings as my full-time occupation, but I've done weddings for, like, 18 years or so. Mm-hmm. I've done it 18 years. How old am I, 35? Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. 18 years now. So, but when, when he's have come in, I'm like, my priorities are weekend and my kids. You know, I like spending time with my kids, my wife, my family. The weddings for me are just like, I do them as a sole trader, freelance mm-hmm. outlet as when I can. But I've also got a mate of mine who I know, you know, when he's had quite a month, yeah, that might be good for him to get it in. So I said, you know what? I can't do this occasion or I'd recommend my friend mm-hmm. i've recommended stuff onto you before for yeah, wedding sim. it's like and that's something you think it, it's not saying pass all your work off all of a sudden, mm-hmm. i'm not giving that advice what, what i'm saying is don't feel i think feeling like you've got to gatekeep all these ops mm-hmm. you know there's going to be a return on it you've referred stuff on to me yeah my friends refer stuff on to me there's been collaboration it all comes around and you build up a such healthier cycle that when you are in times going you might hit a cycle going i'm quiet at the moment i'm stuck you know that if someone's got your back because you're like, well, do you know what? This is what kind of relationship we've got. Yeah. So I will I will give everyone time a day and it's undivided attention. Like now, I'm quite keen to be here and talking with you because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's a topic that means a lot to me because it's built foundations of my career and I want that to be someone else's career. I know that's been a massive thing for you. We mm-hmm. talk about everything. It's like, it is... Uh, it's like a nice culture to have alongside mm-hmm. your work. And I think it like it becomes something you have second natured. My old boss were like that. It's like if you can be really open with stuff and say, I've never done this before, what do we do? That's cool. Vulnerability is it gives you some of your best things you do in your career or your personal life. Parenting. How many times have we spoken about that? It's like all these woes that you have is like, Am I doing this right? I've got that right. I've got and dads in particular do all that bike and it is very similar to like a bit dads are a bit like a business i suppose in that kind of uh, analogy is that you're kind of afraid to say i'm doing this right it's better if i just go yeah everything's cool but sometimes it's not but when it is cool it's always like oh this is really cool what's your experience like mm-hmm. it's just nice to learn people go oh, i didn't think about that or somebody might have thought oh i didn't realize they knew this it just gives you like some good perspectives to to go through I appreciate when we cut this together or when you cut this together, that might not even match up to what we're talking about before. But in it my does, head, that was kind of the point I was trying to get to. It does matter because it's all, <laughs> it's all based around collaboration and being open and being vulnerable and dropping your ego and mm. just saying like, yeah, I need help with this or I want to learn more mm. about X, Y, and Z. And yeah, I think it, I think it is like that as a, as a, I, I think you sometimes get the opposite of gatekeeping with a parent where you get people telling you oh, yeah. 
how to parent, which is the worst thing you could that, possibly do. Yeah, that's the the polar opposite. But then you there's sometimes there's sometimes you know when I'll talk to you, it's like I'm I'm mentioning things for a reason because I know you're going through or have been through the same thing, mm. and I know you can relate to it. And that's exactly the same with business. Like I, I can easily start a conversation and be like, finding this tough or this is you know mm. this has been meant. Um, same with less about the business side, but more like on the tools where photo and video stuff as well and it's all it's just it's not uh just like collaboration in that term i think it's it's more i don't know whatever that word is that is the opposite of like gatekeeping and just being not always just being vulnerable gate opening gate opening <laughs> yeah trademark the gate openers podcast that's it now i've said it um but yeah just just being open to other people and that feeds directly into collaboration i think that's how things work best rather than you're exactly right in what you said as well with opportunities. Sometimes you give more than you get and you'll you'll just be like, well, there's a lot of people like, asking me questions about, you know, parenting or, mm. or business or photography. There's other times where that comes back around. And like you said, whether that's you're in a bit of a rut personally or in terms of like volume work and stuff, these opportunities come up because mm. it does build that sense of community when you work mm. together. Versus the people that are kind of like, no, I don't want to, you know, make it known that I have any kind of struggles and I'm the best at doing this and I'm not mm. going to tell you how I've achieved X, Y, and Z. Mm. I mean, especially if it's a creative process, people find that stuff out anyway. All you do is then, you know, like the example I talked about without going into names, like on Instagram, it's kind of like, that's just your ego. Mm. And a lot of this is just dropping your ego and they've got an ego and it's just kind of like, it's a shame because... I wouldn't directly not send business, you know, someone's way, but they're not going to be like the first mm. first person that's going to come to mind if, I'm, if, if someone's like, happen. yeah, exactly. Because mm. the stuff like that you do, and me and Jordan talked about it like just the other day, like on a on a on a tangent on stuff. And there's one of your services where we were kind of like, yeah, it's not something we'd you know have in house mm. or like grow in house because we know people like Dan who does that and mm. Chris who does that. Mm. So we'll just call upon that. I'll just pass yeah. it on. Whereas, and it's, uh, I know this is going like way back to some, something else you said, but in terms of it's, it's working with people you know and, uh, and that you know you can trust as well. Building up a reputation that people do value that you're like, I can just trust them. Even if I mm-hmm. don't agree what they're saying, they'll share their take on it. You said about parenting rather than saying, you know, mums get this so much and it, it's, it's wound me up so much for years because obviously I've seen my wife go through it. But, for example, breastfeeding, you've got to do this. Mm-hmm. You kinda, you, you're kind of told to do things in a certain way rather than being like, if it, if it don't work, look, that don't have to be your main stress. Like, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. You've had a baby. <laughs> oh, and I had it a few days ago. Some woman came up to her while Casper was dropping off to sleep mm-hmm. in his buggy and she's mm-hmm. just like, have you tried this? Have you tried that? She's like, it's fine. And then yeah. she starts singing Into Wincy Spider. Mm-hmm. They're just like walking up more. It baffles me. Yeah. But they, so there, there is some, you know, unsolicited advice. Yeah, but, and it's, but it's enforcing it, isn't it? Rather yeah. than saying like, knowing your space to give the advice when it's there, rather than going, it'd be like me just going around saying, oh, you've got to edit your video files this way. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then I think you're rubbish. Well, what says that? you know, I'm doing it right or I'm doing it in the best way. You don't know, do you? But mm-hmm. if you can just share it and go like, 
just learning as you go is always better. We'll have changed our, from when we did that last project, I bet we've changed so much in terms of like, A, how we shoot mm-hmm. film, you know, how we do is editing. All these things you're talking about, like the common theme is like growth and development. And you only get that by speaking with other, peer, uh, other peers about their experience by learning things from other people. Mm. But if you're not willing to do that, and you're not willing to even, you know, because there'll be certain things about yourself that other people admire and you're not willing to share that or mm. communicate or collaborate and stuff and, you know, you, you gatekeep, then you're ultimately, you're going to retain that position you want to retain, but then you'll be on your own when everyone else kind of mm. like overtakes you because they're all bouncing off each other. Mm. And it's just mental that, I mean, we get to take photos and videos for a living, which is mental in itself. But then it's just crazy that, you know, if you're doing something that's technical, like an art form, that you just want to box it off and just be like, no, that's, that's mine. The only advice I can't give anybody is how I've wore a hat for so long mm. and not lost my hair. Not gone bald. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think a lot of people do ask why I've not got no hair. And I know I've changed the tune of the podcast for a second. No, I'm second, interested now. What's your secret? I have no idea. Mm. <laughs> I genuinely have no idea. What shampoo are you using? Whatever's available. <laughs> you, you're a man, you just use shower gel right? for everything. Nah, we don't use shampoo and conditioner. Just don't wash me hair. You've got a secret. <laughs> secret I'll, sauce. Yeah, I'm going to get you back on for a talk about your beauty regime. Oh, about your hair about secrets. That. I don't feel like I've got a beauty yeah. regime. I'm, I'm, to be fair, I uh, I put these glasses on today to try and hide the tired eyes. I've had a long week. That's why I started wearing glasses. I kind of needed them a little bit. And then obviously... They have to just they have to dip there so the bags on your eyes just kind of don't look as... Yeah, well, I think hopefully I've got like ring lights in my eyes. So like... I'm going to just you've, be bouncing You've just got literally light up eyes on podcasts. You'll just have two. Yeah, I'm just going to put on them Instagram filters with love hearts <laughs> and stuff on it. Um, but now we're just getting into like tired dad territory, which is why we're... But but on that though, like the advice thing you were saying... Segway, like, segway that. There is a perfect segue for this. We've talked about kind of working conditions. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know something we've, we've very recently spoken about, like just looking after yourself in week and what what that balance is because we get to do this cool job it is very demanding i think people probably do look at it as oh they just rock up and take a few photos and do a bit of video stuff and i i certainly think production is very very light labor intensive mm-hmm. post-production is that it's this which gets an absolute kick in mm-hmm. but in a good way like it's worth it for yeah. the outcome but i think it gets sometimes a bit um it can be tedious if we're going through like you know, we filmed like X amount of hours of footage between two cams on Monday, myself and Chris. So doing the doing the edit for that, I just realised I've slouched down as well. It looks like I've got a microphone. Ah, in so I've, I've been slowly going doing this. <laughs> just uh, I'll sit up a little bit. Just no, that's all good. I've not even checked. I've, I'm pretty sure I'm falling, I think I've, falling out. You of might frame. have just got my nose in most shots. Two, um, two filmmakers here just just absolutely ruining the podcast. Got, it, what it does show these we're not actually spending most time just talking like this to camera although i will do that for a second yeah. um but i think what i find with that is if i've got like a big edit sprint on is like you do need time away like creative project i can't just run a creative project like a design sprint flat out i was talking to jordan about this i can't just go through and design that because you need time to like go let me ideas sink in mm-hmm. and it's always when you're cooking or in shower in louis you go I've got this idea just when you drop into bed and I'll constantly write notes like tomorrow I'll do this or look at this mm. or at times go I'm just going to look at this and you spend 
10 minutes doing that and then I'll end up sending memes uh, on Instagram to you. Um, but what I do find really useful, which I've shifted and I've said to you is that kind of like the flexible hours. And I think that it's more excusable to do it after COVID because everybody's working flexi hours, split shifts. But the main reason of doing it is you do structure your timetable a lot better, but also you've got a better quality of time out of work with family. Like yeah. I run my agency because I want freedom to do something creatively really cool that I've got a vision for and that I can share it with and Chris the same, you know, but ultimately I want to be the master of my own destiny and have a good quality life for my family. And I love finishing, like I do an half six to half two uh, on a Tuesday and Thursday. And so we were like, half six? I'm like, yeah, because I get two and a half hours kind of totally like unaffected by clients having to worry about email. I can get stuff done. I'm still available like on my mobile and admin. But what I found is that I feel better coming out of work, which means I'm more productive in that time. I get so much done. But if I jump on an edit, half six till nine o'clock, I get tons done. And because I've thought by a night before I come in early, I'm like, get that done. I can start to process it a lot better. But I think what it's helped a lot more is like I've got a much healthier mindset now coming out of work because my kids get to see best of me when I've had a good day. I'm like, it's half two. I feel really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that, again, that shared advice, I'm like, oh, I've tried this. You know, I know, like we know, we've got young families. It can be hard sometimes when you're running your own business and you've got to come home and go, I've got some admin stuff to do. I've got this. Someone's asked for that. It's demanding. And mm-hmm. unless if you go totally cutthroat, like, yep, yeah, I'm just going to work right clock we don't want to do that it's, it's been lovely to i'll i'll give you a, a a little sign off note for myself it's been nice to be involved and come and chat i know we've got loads of stuff to talk about but i think what's really good about you doing this podcast and this is some uh props to yourself here is that you you're putting it more onto a, a platform where i know fully people watch this and they'll be like that's cool yeah i'm sure you'll get people all all think a little bit differently about stuff because we know loads of people don't it takes a long time you've just got to go up and speak to people we naturally do just chat to everybody with very sociable and welcoming people great guys again um i'm being sarcastic uh but i think i think you talking about it and looking to broach it is great i feel really appreciative to have have come on and and been asked no thank you for doing it like i said it's it's the first one and i thought you know naturally because of everything we, we just talked about and our own experience, I thought this would be a, a good one to start mm. with because we'd have plenty to talk about. I, we've obviously talked about collaboration and being an op- being open, which is exactly why this situation has come about and why you're happy to, to come here and have a, have a chat and stuff. So, yeah, I think there's hopefully some helpful bits in there for people. 